on? Merely. Okay. Clean. That's weird. Clean signal. Yeah, good. This is weird. So many problems with the phone. I know. Hmm. Last few days. Crazy. Yeah. It's called Shakespeare anyway. S H A K. What? What? What are you saying? I wouldn't know how to spell Shakespeare. What are you doing? I'm looking up Shakespeare. I know, but why? Because I'm interested in Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> you want to be interested in me for a minute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. You're on the phone. I forgot. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> the heck? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, how's your day going? It's going fine. I, uh, yeah, I, the reason I'm looking up Shakespeare actually, it kind of relates to you in a way. Um, I'm doing some comparisons between whether Shakespeare in fact exists or whether, whether, you know, Thomas Morley actually did the writing or whether there's about the same in terms of percentages of novel theory there's about the same around Shakespeare as there is around Christ in terms of whether or not he really was the real deal or whether he was just an errant guy that pissed off the Romans and got killed too early. And that the people that wrote about him actually wrote about what he, what their interpretation was of what he would have said had he been smart enough to say it. Mm. And the uh, thing with Shakespeare, that Shakespeare didn't write the sonnets or whatever else he wrote, the plays, that they were written by Thomas Morley or several other people, and um, that he was essentially used as a front for the thought process of several other writers. Now, these are minority theories, of course, but they, that they seem to run parallel to one another, that Christ and Shakespeare seem to be in the same plateau in terms of novelty theory. So that's why I was looking it up. That's, you know, no other reason that. Hmm. Tell me about what you're doing. That's kind of interesting to me because, I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't expect you were when you called. I didn't expect you to say I'm looking up Shakespeare. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but earlier, you know, I, I, I don't look it up. I don't look up any of those things. And instead, I just sit here and, and um, kind of tap in. You know, yeah, and I, I was, know. and yeah. uh, yeah, and I, but I was, I was thinking about Jesus, and I was thinking about how, you know, where we're at right now as a society is such a clown show, it's unbelievable what is going on right now, and you know, I'm really hoping that there's people that can step back for a moment. And see how hard we're trying or they are trying to program us, you know, to distract us, to make us believe certain things, to create a wave of interest, you know, because if we have interest in something, then we're going to dive deep into it and we're swimming around in that playground again and we're lost. We don't have the truth. So the reason I was saying that is because, you know, 
as we're lost in the desert, if we think back on that story, it's like, what do you think the people were doing when they were lost, you know, for 40 years in the desert? What do you think? Do you think they were just, you know, bumping into each other going, well, yeah, well, I, I don't know. We're trying to find our way out of here. No, it's the same crap that's going on right now. Just distractions, people trying to be more than they are, trying to get the attention of the masses, trying to tell tell us to go a certain way. It's They're lost and they can't find their way out. And that's where we're at right now. So you're you're going to lay down on the history of pizza itself idea. That's where you are. Well, I'm I'm thinking, okay, so right now we've got so many uh, circles going on or tents, you know, circus tents going on that depending on where you're at, you could really feel superior. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's people with um, tickets to the show. <laughs> really? That's not a very high bar. What else have you got? <laughs> I know. <laughs> But if you think about it, there's people with tickets to the show. They're not really in yet. They don't really know. They don't know what's going on. They may have heard something, but, you know, they're, they're in line. And then there's people on the inside, and they're visiting all these different tents. And depending on what tent they're under, you know, they think that they're, you know, very knowledgeable. And right now, it's like, you know, you're trying to get out of the matrix, you know, and you're this crystalline body and that you you are able to. And then there's a whole manifestation group out there telling you how to do it. I mean, this new person came onto the scene and I'm looking at I'm I'm seriously I'm looking at this going, are you kidding me right now? The truth is right in front of our face. And as people not seeing it, you know what the claim is, it's so contrary. The evidence is contrary to the claim. And uh, I just go, oh, my God, and people are following that, too. And then, you know, of course, the whole political thing, you know, there's the political thing. And then there's the um, the health thing. You know, so it depends where you're at. And I just think are we are. One of those a different tent and the whole overall thing? Yeah. Politics is a tent. Health is a tent. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because interesting you're. Interesting metaphor. Yeah. Interesting metaphor. Yeah. Go on. Right. And so, you know, depending where, where, which one you're enjoying at the moment, you can leave that one and then you can go into the next one and find out, oh, you know, is the earth flat? Because, it's, you know, it's flat. There's plenty of evidence that it's flat. Oh, wait, let's leave that one. I'm tired of that one. I need some popcorn. And we're going to go over to the political tent now. And we're going to see that, um, you know, there's a lot of, of fill-ins and things like that. And you can even get tired of that story. Then you can come out and then you can dive into, like, you know, aliens. And you can go down the whole alien rabbit hole. And then there's the pyramids and the Egyptians. And then I'm thinking, oh, Lord, 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 Lord. And this is called being lost in the desert. We, we just in our struggle, literally to swim, to find the top, to find some air. We're just splashing around everywhere going, what am I doing? Meanwhile, there's some guy over there, you know, giving us the codes, <laughs> the codes to break out of the matrix. Well, uh, I think I'll defer to body electrics and the electromagnetism and the foundation of life. Um, I'll defer to physics on that story. I mean, I I don't mind walking around those tents. I mean, I, I, I get that. I. 
I used to sell circuit chairs, circuit chairs when I was a kid. Um, for that was my side hustle for things to do. Is when the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, come to town, I would I would sell chairs for them. Seatbacks, actually, they were seatbacks for the crowd going in. Yeah. And I used to work with the people that were in the in the circus, which is maybe how I developed my life path <laughs> as a circus. I don't know, but anyway, I did that. Um, but I like the tent metaphor that you're talking about. I really do. It does give you a chance to walk from one to the other without feeling guilty about leaving it. Yeah. You just walk out of the tent, the flap drops, you know, onto the next one. Right. Which I think is what we are able to do and what we should do instead of getting sucked in by any one of those things that becomes the all-encompassing whatever it is that we want to be. Yeah, but I here's think the you're thing. Right. Here's the thing. You get a ticket in. Once you're in... And, you know, quote unquote, down the rabbit hole, right? Whatever tent you're enjoying at the moment, there's no exit. You can't Wait find the exit. What? What? No. How do you, you come can't. up with that? Because. Okay, how do I go? So I go into the, I go into the political tent, for example. Okay. All right. And I can't get out of it? No, listen. Let me, let me continue with this. We're lost in the desert. Okay, we have all these tents going on in the desert and we are visiting all the different tents. But think about it. It's a circus. So there's like a, a boundary around the whole thing because we needed a ticket to get in. Right. Otherwise. Right. Okay. So we're on the inside now. And as we're moving from tent to tent, you can leave the tent to go find another, you know, whatever distraction. But you can't exit the circus. That's because why? Because it's a narrow path. Okay. What does that mean? It means that no one, once you're caught up in all those tents, hmm. you forget that you even got in. This is your new reality. You're not even looking for a way out. You don't realize there's an exit. And the exit is? Really? Well, you tell love. me. Love. Love. I know. I know. I know. But I want to hear it from you. Yes. Love. It's that very narrow path. And so here's as, the thing. Hmm. As soon as you have this love narrow path thing, then you're out of the circus grounds again. And you are now, is the circus grounds then the desert that you're lost in metaphorically? Yeah. So you walk out of that because you become immersed in love is the answer and you go out of that and what's outside the circus grounds then well that's where you find the truth that's where your happiness lies so once let's say you're young you know you're on ground floor you're yeah. visiting all these different tents right you don't yeah. realize that <laughs> you haven't been able to exit you just keep finding a new tent a new rabbit hole to go down. And each one of them is just crap. You get so which, tired of it. Which is most people. I mean, that's most people. We're going from tent to tent. And you're, right. And you're a metaphor. Okay. Right. I get that. You know, and, and you, a few people get to find their way out because they essentially become part of your, of the game in this context, I guess. Well, because yeah. the only way out is up. Oh, over the fence. Elevate over the six-foot deer fence. That's right. 
over the wall, over the, this is like the walking dead in the city of the walking dead. Um, all right. So the metaphor you're describing is a little bit like utopia in reverse because utopia was, was, was inside the, the, the sense of the tent city. Uh-huh. That's where utopia was. Okay. And people went in there to be saved, to mm. be, to, to find love. And it did not work. And so they got, essentially they died or kill themselves or whatever inside the utopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never did go back out again. So let's say now that I'm I'm accustomed to living in this city of tents. Mm-hmm. I elevate I, I elevate myself over the the, the fence. I'm I'm out there. And I'm completely unaccustomed to what to the freedom of what I'm seeing. So what happens to me then if I'm not prepared for that or or do oh, it's I, beautiful. You don't have well, to prepare for anything. It's just beautiful. That's like heaven. Is that heaven? Yeah. It's like you, everything becomes so clear and your emotions are set, you know, like they're calm. They're set free. Mm. You, you're not being, you know, pulled this way and that way and getting angry because you can't control something or you can't stop something. You're tired of seeing the injustice and all this other stuff. You know, and then when you see, when all the dust clears and you can see clearly, you don't have any attachment. You know, and still no one is looking for love. But how? How do we scale the wall? Well, well, you had to, I mean, to, to scale the wall, you had to find love in some way or you never would have gotten over the wall, right? No, you had a ticket in. Well, but the ticket in doesn't get you over the wall on the way no. back out again. No, it doesn't. That's just it. You're in. But you don't know that. It's kind of like Pinocchio. So you don't know you're in there. You just, right. you're just in there. Remember he went okay. to, um, what is it, Donkey Island or something like that, where they, they turned him into a donkey? He didn't know. He didn't know where he was going. But there was no getting out. Same thing. And, and and the frustrating part is that if we're not understanding that all of these different claims of manifestation, you know, the codes to break the matrix, you know, the, um, I don't care if it's the visualization or, you know, we're magnetic and all these things like that. If it's not put in order all it is, is is literally information to just keep us spinning. That's it. So if I don't believe a word you just said, then what happens? You stay in there. You stay in the circus. So in the physics of the world, in the, geog- of the geography of the world, or the, ge- or the uh, biology of the world, there's the nucleus, which is the middle, which is where I think you say we are is in the... This is the bad tent area, the nucleus, the center. Okay. Then there's this, this outside area, which is called cytoplasm, which is sort of this transition zone. Then you're out. Okay. Okay. That's the cell structure. Let's just see, let's get this down to atomic structure because everything comes up from atomic structure, nucleus, cytoplasm, and out. All right. So from my perspective, what you're missing in your argument is that you're missing the cytoplasm. You're missing that area between the nucleus and out where the people have to make 
which is which is where the learning happens. Because once they're in the tent area, once they have the ticket into the tent area, they're kind of taken up with the tents. Right. At some point, they have to enter the cytoplasm, which is where they're kind of confused and maybe becoming interested in something else, some novel theory that might be different than what the nucleus is teaching them. Yeah. And they become dangerous to both sides because they can go either way. Okay. And therefore, they're being campaigned by both sides in the cytoplasm. That's right. Or I'm taken out or push them back in again. That's right. Which is, that's the, that is the, that would be the stress between good and evil out there. That's right. In a general context. Mm-hmm. That's where all the work then happens. Because once they're in, no work. They're just in there. That's once right. they're out, there's no work. But in the cytoplasm, there's a lot of work to be done. That's right. Okay. So that's a bio. I mean, that works in biology. I can see that. I can see that happening. I mean, as a, as a biological metaphor, mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I'm buying into this. I'm just I'm building a metaphor. I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm following you. I'm following you. All right. And that, so that middle place where there's all the work to be done is the time you go within. You have to. Un- hmm. No, go on. I didn't want to interrupt you. Go on. No, we, we have to understand that that's the key. We have to go within in order to get out. The answer is not out there. The answer is within. That's where you find yourself is in the cytoplasm, the part that's in between. Right, right. Yes. But when I'm my position then, if I don't believe in Shakespeare or Christ, is that in the cytoplasm is where your mind becomes active enough to be able to have you confabulate what the story is on either side. And you make okay. your own decision. Okay. Nobody's, nobody's helping you out. I think in terms of what I think it ought to be, uh, I'll accept I'm being influenced in some way, but I am confabulating just like, let's say, the apostles wrote the Bible, I'm confabulating the story of what it should have been had I been there to witness in the first place. Of course, I wasn't because the writers of the Bible took hundreds of years to get it done. So this is, you know, I don't know what the story is, but a conversation between Jefferson and Lincoln, um, you know, <laughs> in 1776, may have lose something in interpretation and translation coming forward. I think that that it's still up to the person in real time in the cytoplasm to make a decision to go through the membrane one way or the other. And that's when they can't make the change decision. They can't go back. That's the final decision. That's the heaven and hell. That's the death. You're going to die in the cytoplasm. Mm. You die in the cytoplasm. Your your body politic ceases to exist in that area once you make your final decision. There. I've said it. Okay. Now so, you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> in simpler terms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I'm talking to Marilyn. I forgot. <laughs> She has a way of putting this thing in. All right. Go ahead. All right. So 
if we're looking at when when Christ was here, okay, we're looking at when Jesus was here and he was teaching, right? And the Bible tells us that he's going to come back, right? Now, some people believe, some people don't believe, and everybody's got a theory and la, 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 la. But we have to, we know the story. He's going to come back. Now, the story about being lost in the desert, okay, all of our history, all of our stories, everything that we know, all of our leaders, all of the people that, you know, have, I guess, made something of this, it's in those 40 years. It's we're lost in the desert and it's not as it appears to be. So whatever we, we believe is true from that time to now is lost in the desert and there are people that have come and gone and elevated and we follow and we're trying to find our way, but we've made zero progress. Zero. It doesn't matter how you look at it. Humanity is still in pain. We are not free. We're still slaves. So what I'm saying now, currently love is going to return and that's how we're going to find our way out of this circus. Because we need clarity. There was too much dust being kicked up. And we don't know what to do, where to go, what to believe. And people have come and gone in those 40 years. They never found their way out. And now, present time, we are lucky to be alive. Because love is about to return. And we have our ticket out. Sounds like a children's book to me. Um, it probably will be at some point. All right. So this business about 40 years and then until now, which is essentially the bulk of time for the last 2,000 years, you're telling me that nothing has happened that's worth a damn? No. Nope. It's all an illusion. So... Electricity and aviation and all that stuff. It doesn't is just... matter. None of it matters. It's all of it is just within that 40 year we're lost. We think we've made progress. We think we've done certain things. It's part of the illusion. We haven't done shit. Our what, human... your, what the hell is your basis for this to come up with something that dramatic to where <laughs> 2000 years doesn't, you know, doesn't count. The evidence. Look at the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count either. I don't. I mean, what do you that's mean? too obvious. Because that's too easy. That's too good an argument. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what you, science can have evidence, but I can't have evidence. Okay. Well, you have evidence, but the problem is your evidence is too good and it's hard to refute. I want to get some evidence <laughs> that I can talk against. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny, too. Like, remember. Well, I remember years ago, years ago, and I think I've told you this story before when Marie and I, I remember we were, I don't know, we were on location somewhere and I was, you know, I always tell her everything first before I would do it on my show, tell people. And I told her, I said, Marie, don't take it so seriously. You know, whatever's going on, it's all a hologram. Don't get caught up in it emotionally. I said, you got to stick to the path. Just stick to the path. And um, she'd be like, what are you talking about? 
and you know at that time but here's the thing now everybody's talking about the hologram everybody's talking about that and i'm like hmm, okay then remember when i told you about the firmament yes right and it's literally a mirror and it's reflecting off of what we're thinking so you know all this stuff about manifestation and you know we're sending out signals and what we see in others is what we see in ourselves, and you know all of these theories at the end of the day it's it's our reflection in the firmament so if we're looking up and it's a mirror right as above so below i see myself up there and that's what the truth is right here this is where my feet are it's the same with my head and my feet where my mind is is where I'm going to find my feet. What you're describing is that up and down is a doppelganger of each other. Yeah. If it's a reflection of the same thing, it's a it's a holographic image or it's a it's a reflection, it's a mirror mirror image, holographic image, doppelganger, same thing, whatever, whatever. So that puts you in a revolving door of existence somehow that you can't get out of existence either. You're no, stuck it's with it. No, it gives you power because think about your, you know, just your bathroom mirror. When you're looking in the bathroom mirror and you see yourself, you have an opportunity to fix your hair, to get that, you know, your breakfast out of your teeth, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You get you get to perfect. Well, it's the same thing when you walk out the door, just when you're by yourself, any time at all. It's 24-7 all the time. What we're doing is being reflected back to us from the mirror. And so if we don't have self-awareness, we don't see the mirror and we're not looking at ourselves, then we are oblivious to our own power. You know, straighten up, fly right. Well, if you're in the firmament and you don't see yourself, then aren't you kind of, then you're not there, are you? No, the, the idea is, okay, when I look in my bathroom mirror, right, I'm yeah. going to fix my hair a certain way. If there's a hair out of place, I can fix it. You know, if I don't like my lipstick, I can change the color. I can see myself. It's the same thing in life. As above, so below. What do I want to see here? I have to see it there. I have that this is where believing in the unseen before it is seen. I have to believe in the reflection. What am I sending out there? What do I want to see? It's the belief about me. How do I look in the mirror? How do I want my life? You know, am I smiling? Do I have tears? What truth am I putting into the mirror? This is where what we're going to see here in our in our reality, and so it really doesn't matter about other people. Well, the only thing that matters is your reflection in the mirror, and watch how your world changes. Let's take that down to atomic structure then. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you're now you're staying in the mirror, all right? Okay. All right, and and, and your cell structure is there, and. You're made of uh, a mass of nuclei of atoms and, and atomic structure, and there's nucleus. And getting back to the cytoplasm again, which is where the changes occur. And in the cytoplasm, 
there's a thing called the micro, microtubule, which was figured out by um, by a couple of Nobel laureates recently. And that's where quantum mechanics comes in, in science, in hard science, quote unquote, is that that, that microtubule um, breakdown doesn't happen unless it's observed and it's unpredictable. There's no way to predict what it's going to do. There's no way that science, quote unquote, can predict what that's going to do in the cytoplasm. Mm -hmm. And the cytoplasm is where you're telling me or where we're agreeing in this in this conversation. By the way, this is not an argument. This is a conversation sure. that that is in that area where these where the good and evil comes to pass. But it's it's also observable scientifically, and you can't tell, you can't predict what it's going to do other than when you observe it, you see it do something, but you don't ever have any idea what it's going to do, right or left, up or down, whatever it is. It's just going to do something. You just don't know what. What is influencing that? We what are. What is the influence? We are, by, your, by our actions, we are influence, influencing what will happen in the cytoplasm. Well, by our um, intention, by our subconscious, you know, mm -hmm. it, there's, there's a whole mechanism going on here. And our subconscious is programmed um, by the people around us as we were growing up what we believe about the world, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe is possible. So these are all barriers to the, to our freedom. You know, what we can and, actually experience. And we dive that, we just reduce all that down to subatomic structure and that's what's going on in the cytoplasm. Well, here okay. If we can look at it that way, but let's bring it to the surface so that we can understand how to change it. If we bring it to the surface logically with, with our mind, if we are given something to guide us, then we can make good choices on purpose, understanding that as we approach the intersection, right, it's red, yellow, or green, and we know what to do. It's not a free-for-all. I understand what to do. Is calling the is falling the category of shameless self promotion here. For your what book. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we need a guide. Yeah. <laughs> we need a guide, okay. and and something that isn't um, vague. You know, sure, it's not easy at first. It's not easy because our old way of thinking, our fear based thinking has us believing certain things and we we have to really understand that about ourselves. You know, like I may not be understanding this correctly. Let me read it again, let me turn it around, let me study it, you know. Yeah. In the in the, in the in the biology of growth, um cell structure goes through a growth process and then it breaks out and, and replicates and so on. Goes off a different and all those things become those little break-offs, um, become uh, primitive differences from the generation of the cell itself. Um, so what, it seems to me that, that all of your hypotheses has to do with after the fact events and you don't have a lot of influence on the core issue unless you're going to take how you react growing up 
to put the influence down there, absolutely. Because what I'm seeing happen is is random selection going forward that you don't have any control over. Everything you're talking about is well after the fact to where people have what you're calling free will, which is disputable anyway. But what you're saying is until someone gets to free will, they really don't have any real control over what's going on here. Okay, so what you're saying is that most people live, they're reactionary. Something happens and they react. They're reacting reacting to their environment as opposed to your learning. Right. So that's where, you know, the challenge of free will comes in. Because you're saying that there's that stall, that little bit of delay that is reactionary. Nobody even thought about it. It just happened. You know, like you slammed on the brakes. You didn't think about it. Okay. But free will is a choice. And in the game, we have to slow down to think first before we make that move. And it's right or wrong, right or wrong, right or wrong in everything that we do, everything that we say. And that that is our free will to choose to learn to correct our sales so that we see something different. So if I'm a cell coursing along inside of my body, your book becomes an introduction of new proteins that causes me to become healthier in a cell. And if I happen to be in a brain cell, then I happen to also make your brain healthier. And therefore, in some way, somehow, your learning has to be transported to my tuner, which you can't open up and find your book anywhere. Okay, so to that, it's like the book, because it's logical and reasonable, you know, it plays to the left side of the brain. It's easy for us to follow. It's easy for us to understand. And so as the brain is corrected, we're, we're growing new neural pathways of understanding. It affects our heart. And it relieves the pain immediately. So is God, I mean, is, is the devil effectively a blood clot in your system? And God is... is um... It's funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it really is funny that you say that. <laughs> Earlier today, okay, so here's another thing. If we're paying attention to what's going on out there, there's a lot of talk about parasites and the parasite is the snake. And that snake is what is decaying our body. It's aging us. It's killing us slowly. And they don't tell us about the parasite. They'll (laughs) tell us about the disease, but they won't tell us about the parasite. This is not fair to snakes at this point. That's not fair to snakes. Snakes and snakes. Snakes not bad. You can't. Snakes, yeah, but they're not bad. You can't. What are you talking about? Oh. Are you going to sleep with a snake? <laughs> no. Well, yes, mm-hmm. I might. I mean, a, a garter snake doesn't bother me. I mean, a, a snakes are okay. I mean, they're just trying okay, to get along. Yeah, but you're trying to find an out, and there isn't one because you got to stay on track with the conversation. The snake no, no, re- no, no. represents... represents the serpent (laughs) and the serpent is within our cells and they're called parasites 
And those parasites want to invade and decay the body and the mind. And we have grown to believe that. We have, we have been conditioned and programmed to believe in disease when there is none. And there's remedy for all of this. All right. Okay. I'm just, all I'm saying is that I, I don't think the snake should be the the the, uh, the poster child for all the problems we've got. Well, that's you know, Nor take it spiders. Up. I mean, yeah. arachnids are kind of cool. Yeah, but it wasn't a spider that told Eve to take a bite. No, it probably wasn't a snake <laughs> either. Come on. <laughs> that's the story. We got to go with it. You no, know, I. Oh yeah. No, we don't. It's no, the story. Don't. No, so what? It's the story. So what? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know kick snakes under the bus because somebody wrote about them. Yeah, and, but it's cool. a, I know, but Mr. King of metaphor, you got to go with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take okay. it literally now. All right. All right. So, so we do then have, we do have kind of a blasphemia thing here where the, um, the clotted blood becomes part of the devil's workshop, breaking mm-hmm. down your system, kind of. That's right. And that's part of the, now we can carry that all the way to capitalism, can't we, for making bad medicine and making and making food that's bad. And it's whatever. all an agenda. That's it's right. All, it's all part of the problem. Yep. So is that fair? To who? To them. I mean, is, is is Monsanto evil across the board? Are they just simply evil? Or are they trying to help feed more people in the world? That doesn't even deserve an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh, obviously, obviously, you have a strong, obviously, you have a strong position there. Yeah. We'll move on to something else. But here's right. the thing. Again, whether we're talking about Monsanto or the pharmaceutical industry, you know, whatever it is, it's another tent. This is what we're talking about. So we can, you know, go down that rabbit hole. And we can find out like who actually owns them and what they're doing and what's inside, you know, blah, 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 blah. We can, we can go down there. But all we're doing is going down the rabbit hole. We're not finding our way out. And this is what's so frustrating to watch. So to my point, you know, to this whole story, when I said it's a hologram, don't get caught up in it because we're lost in the desert. And the way out is to go within and you you have to understand the power of the firmament. And it's above us. We have to go up. So if I'm a normal person walking around and I am, I have degraded myself based on my lifestyle to the point where I have the clot we're talking about in my coronary artery, uh-huh. which is the devil in this case, yeah. which is bringing me down. And that creates the death of my heart muscle. So part of my heart is being killed by the devil in this metaphor. And then I scar my body tries to rebel against the devil's workshop, scarring it over. And then I have a heart attack, essentially, or I have a heart attack, or I'm recovering from a heart attack, I go, and I have the scar removed for regeneration, or I have a stent put in, or something like that. Is that how a Christian becomes saved by God? Is 
just all of a, it's almost a mechanical process metaphorically to where if I'm dying, I come along and read the game and I end up forming a scar over my heart muscle because I'm recovering. Do I actually get myself to live and go further and become a better person? Well, okay. So to that question, what is going to heal you, us, is the light. It's information. That's the Holy Spirit. So the game, as we start to study it and apply it, right? We're thinking, oh, we don't need a game. That's not the point. It's about awareness. So now as we we kind of like clear out the dust and we see a little bit more clearly as to, oh, look at that. There's more information to help me with whatever whatever you need. That's the beauty of it. When you make the most high your dwelling, I will command my angels where you are concerned. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you a counselor. That's the Holy Spirit. It's light. It's information. So when we, you know, just like if we have a flashlight, you go into a dark room, you can flash that light. And all of a sudden you understand where all the furniture is. It's information. So as we're, you know, we are reaching for the information, the light, we're reading the game We're we are destined to be a better person we're going to get out of this circus now if we are suffering from the circus and we have parasites and things that are holding us down and we have ailments every time you have you make a commitment to go right to make the right move to make the right move you're holding the flashlight you're finding more information your answers will come to you Whatever it is, I don't care if it's an illness or if it's a money situation, a relationship, it doesn't matter. Your answer will come. And it's the most beautiful experience because you never have to worry. And now the unknown becomes very familiar to you and you know your answer is there. The universe is working in your favor. It's not here to hurt you. God is good all the time. Love is good all the time. Light is good all the time. So you're sort of the information version of acupuncture, you know? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Piercing okay. through. Absolutely. I see. Mm -hmm. The needle's small, to... but it's effective. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. we need to let the light in. The light within us is being drowned out by the physical weight, you know, the body that is taking taking in the um, you know the effects of the circus, right? And we've mm -hmm. learned to protect ourselves, so we make our our skin so thick. This is our ego, and we're out there with our sword, like we have to protect ourselves. We're trying to figure things out, but it's not the way. The way is to chip away at the ego. When you release all that weight, you become lighter. And that's how you elevate and get out. You, you kind of see yourself as an expose of politics and medical research. Are you kind mm -hmm. of bringing, shining your flashlight at all those people saying they're all corrupt? Am I... Am I doing that? Um, I mean, I can't help but be aware. My flash, flashlight has seen a lot of stuff. 
you know, and so I mean, you saw you use the word path or pathways a lot in your conversations. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're the you're the understanding of evolution of of your pathways and understanding of the evolution of how you think about what should be going on. You know, you are the purveyor of the psychic phenomenon of the acupuncture of light or whatever I've just brought up to the table here is to try to metaphorically, you know, come up with something I can visualize in what you're doing uh, besides just consciousness. Um, because I think that the reason I'm doing that in this almost clumsy way is I think that for you to work, you, it has to have you, your influence must have an impact on atomic structure or you simply don't exist. You have to be able to do that. Your light has to be able to make change. You must be able to affect change. Your illustrated skill, your light skill, has to be able to move atomic structure in the cytoplasm at the microtubule level in a direction that you can influence or you're not having influence at all. Mm-hmm. True. So... Do you agree with that? I do. Sure. Of course I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> and I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and I believe uh, that I've seen that many times over. And and what, okay, all right. And, and how? How do you see that? What do you see? People because, changing? Yeah, you see the light bulb go off. People literally, their body will be like, wait, huh? And you, it, it's energetic. I mean, if you don't see it, you know, physically, you feel it energetically that they just had an aha moment. It'd be interesting to um, come up with a relatively progressive or whatever it is, high school science class and see if they could listen to a couple of our conversations, give them a copy of the book and see what the science project would be to metaphorically demonstrate who you are. Wouldn't that mm -hmm. be interesting? Yeah. Kind of cool. More people should be doing that for sure. You know, whatever, whatever it is, if it's an AA meeting or if it's, um, you know, reading clubs and corporation, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter. You know, if you get a group of people together, understanding the book, you know, talking about it, reflecting on it, talking about their experiences, um, you know, maybe get feedback. What, what did they do wrong? Why didn't that work? Because the game doesn't fail. It just doesn't. And if, if it's not working at the moment, it's literally because, you know, the player missed something. They missed a, a step in the formula. So if love seems to, at least in common culture, love comes from the heart, right? You have a heart of love. I love yeah. you from my heart, heart. Yeah. Yeah. then what you represent here in your positioning is the regeneration of the heart muscle. If the heart muscle is weakened by the snakes that you're saying are running around, um, then you are the fix for the regeneration of the heart muscle to create more love, to create love, or to get the love in the first place. Right? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, okay, so the stronger our heart is, you know, the the more we're able to um, follow righteousness, okay, the stronger our pulse is, like our aura, 
you know, our field of influence is because our heart is pounding and we just affect the things around us. And the thing is, we can't just start there because the mind is so powerful. And that's where Satan lives in the mind. That's where our little voice tells us, you know, how to be reactionary. So, so love lives in the heart and Satan lives in the mind. Right. And so if we're going to get a hold of the puppet, control of the puppet, we have to control our mind. And our mind, we have like this flap between our brain and our throat. And we need to learn how to control the flap. And too often, we don't have any control over it. And this is when we're reactionary. And we say things that we should not be saying, that we don't even know we're saying, to hurt other people. And every time that flap is open, and you cause pain to another human being, you're throwing it into the firmament, and you reflect it back to you. That's essentially the firmament is nothing more than a mirror in this case. Correct. A, a, double, a, a face on face on mirror. Yep. Um, the fir- so, what does firmament mean anyway? I've never looked up the word. Well, it's, it's, that, it's the waters above. It's, the, it's separating the waters from above and below. And if you think about um, like a mirror or a lake and you see your reflection in the lake, it's no different. It's just what we're looking at is sky. And so we don't think about it. But if we really contemplate the idea of the dome, the firmament being a mirror, and it's reflecting back to us what we believe, what we speak, what we're sending out, it's going to create the same thing. It's a natural law. So if we're willy-nilly and we don't believe anything and we're going to do whatever the hell we feel like all the time, we've got nobody to blame but ourselves for what we're experiencing. Well, in this body politic you're describing between good and evil and the heart and the brain, blood is flowing rapidly between both of those things. Yes. So what's the blood then? I don't know. I'm not sure is I that, don't, I understand the is question. That, is that the information? I mean, they are influenced by the same thing, which is blood. Blood they, is, is coursing through the heart and the brain. Oh, I see what you're okay? saying. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so they share, uh, they share a certain amount of electromagnetic ma- magnetic energy because they just do. That's sort of a scientific thing, but they also are sharing blood nonstop and all the time. Okay. The but the heart controls the life of the brain mm-hmm. because without the heart pumping the brain yeah. fades to black so what does that tell you right off the that, bat just the way our physical body works without the heart we're dead without god we're nothing god look at look, you well you jump on that just like a mouth on the shoe <laughs> Love is the answer. Without love, we're nothing. Without our heart, we're nothing. We're dead. 
Well, but I mean, there's all this other stuff. It's like the multiple tints of the circuits you're describing. There's, you know, there's epidermal cells and there's nerve fiber and there's all sorts of things and all these cells, they're being connected and they're married one to the other, like two books snapped together. And, you know, we've got the blood flow and everything else. I mean, it's a very complex system. Yeah. I think that, I think biology is every, you know, biology kind of mirrors the problems of the universe in total. Okay. But the body is perfect. The body operates. <laughs> what? Yes, it. What? What do you mean? What? The body <laughs> operates on its own without us doing a damn thing. It stops the bleeding. It heals. It tells us. I mean, the body is so amazing. All and, right. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I agree. Now First the blood. Yes. Okay. The blood is flowing, and our cells. Are, are always looking out for our, our greatest good. It's always, it's never wanting to hurt us, never wanting to cripple us. As a matter of fact, it's always working contrary to, you know, the stupid stuff that we do to ourselves, the poisons that we ingest, the things that we believe in the outside world that we go ahead and willingly put in our body, you know, not knowing, and the body still stands. And it makes up for all of our ignorant choices. I was yeah. watching uh, season five of Yellowstone again okay. uh, last few nights because um, I like that Western stuff. And I, it occurred to me that in the show in, in the West and whatever it is, there were no snacks in that period of time. There was the odd hard candy at the at the store. But these guys ate three meals a day or two meals a day or sometimes one. And that's what they did. The rest of the time, they were on the back of a horse doing something else. Yeah. There was no snacks. There was no fast food. There was no nothing, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. But were they healthier? That's the question. I don't see that health got, based on your, I keep falling back to the way that if you're correct, why aren't we living, why didn't we live longer? Why aren't we regressing? We're not regressing. We're, you know, we're getting better. We're living longer. Yes. What's that about? Because God wins. In the end, God wins. We are on the precipice of, of the other side where we are crystallized. We are absolutely what we are meant to be. So during this time of wandering in the desert and, you know, fighting off diseases that were created to, to kill us, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it doesn't matter. We there's a target here, and we're winning. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, wait a minute. I just said that we're living longer now than we did before. Yes. And there was no snacks and no bad food. Yeah. I'm saying that with 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 snacks and bad food and poison, we're taller and longer. Yeah. All right. right. You're saying, and what are you saying? Because there's a target here. So, oh, the target. So we're, 
we're getting better because we're getting closer to the target. Right. So that does that does kind of follow Terrence McKenna in the in the frequency increase. Uh, so you've got you're in pretty good company there, and your argument there. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's that's where we're marching to. We are we're reaching the end. And this is why, you know, I, I get frustrated. This was at the beginning of our, our talk is that, you know, people um, I am shaking the, the cages saying, please wake up. The answer is up. It's love. It's love. It's not the rabbit hole. Yeah, but I mean, in the darkness of the rabbit hole, you can do all sorts of stuff and not be found out. And that's sort of the frailty of the human condition, seems to me. You know, well, you're you know. playing you're playing in the dendrites, you know, the cell structure. You know, and down below, there's there's the actions of people that don't want to be seen. I, I think. Yeah, that, but they're um, draining the swamp now. All those people are going <clears throat> away. Well, I think the bad people are being found out. I think that's a natural process um, that I'm not sure that there's anybody. Well, I mean, I'm not sure of anything there, but, but um, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, there are some interesting things being brought to light about people that I thought were pretty much inviolate to that kind of stuff. And they're turning out to be just as corrupt as anybody else. And that's yeah. kind of disappointing. Right. Uh, to the extent that that accelerates then you're absolutely correct in your assumption or your prediction that the end is near and these guys are all going to be found out. Uh, I, I'm willing to entertain that uh, based on your argument. Um, <laughs> oh, <I> mean, gosh. <laughs> it's like Christopher Hitchens said at the end of his life, because he was the ultimate atheist and somebody finally asked him if he was going to believe in God before he died. He said, well, this is no time to piss anybody off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, what so a I'm shame follow, though. I'm going to follow your trend. Right. But it's yeah. such a shame to wait to the end to be at your last moment, desperate to finally say, okay, God, you win. Please take me in. You know, when you had a whole lifetime of opportunity to make a good decision and you would have reaped the reward, the gift that you didn't even know was coming. You can't even fathom. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you, you know, you still have to go through the process of doing that and whether, whatever it is. I mean, if, if Harper Collins, which apparently they're going to start to pick you up, if Harper Collins takes you forward, then you throw a wider net to the to the masses, you know. I mean, that's your 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 process as a as a purveyor of good is to be is to be helped along as much as possible until you are the power yourself. And um, you know, my job is to is to watch it happen um, as a um, as a uh, what? What am I? Forgot. Mm. It must be something. A um, there's a word for what I am. I forgot what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. But um, 
I just, God. Well, you're the water, the tree of life. I mean, you are, you are so many things. Um, you know, I mean, you're the fidelity of man. You're a bunch of stuff. You're, you know, name your grip. I mean, you're, you're fascinating. Your story is fascinating. And it makes sense. And, you know, in certain corners, it does make sense. And it does make sense to me, too. But I don't want it to make sense to me because then it, then it stifles how I can argue with you. You know, it's hard to argue with you if you're making sense. But generally, you make sense. So my job is really difficult. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> it really Anyways, is fun. My dear, we're over the hour. All right. Good. Well, I yeah. love it and I love you. I love you too. I'll see you. I'll talk to you. Bye bye. Bye.